complete this list by noontime. Isn't Emily your maid? She's my employee, just like you're my employee. Wendy Walton was in a rut. What happened to the old spontaneous Wendy? You never have any fun anymore. Adam Hughes didn't know what he wanted. When I bought the ring, I was very sure. Confusing knots with flutters. Until a chance encounter brought them together. This doesn't feel right. It actually kind of does. It was the type of kiss that years from now, when I am suffering from dementia and drooling in my jello, I will be thinking about that kiss. Now. Hi. Oh, sweetheart, I want you to meet my fantastic assistant. Pleasure to meet you. I'd tell him, you can't ignore the spark. She'll have to find a way. I was just hoping for more of an old-fashioned Christmas. Come look at my design. This is exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> this is my design. You work for me. To make him fall in love. Parting is such sweet sorrow. But I shall say goodnight till it be tomorrow. I do know your Shakespeare. All over again. Let's put it by the door. Adam <gasps> can't see me like this. I'm gonna go to New York and see my mom a couple of days. You do know what this means, don't you? Why don't you have a few days alone with Adam? This holiday season, Mar Vista Entertainment presents a story. Could I take you out to dinner to thank you for all your hard work? You two all snuggly? Yes about two people finding each other during the most magical time of the year. Elizabeth Rome, Laura Breckenridge, Brendan Fair, A Christmas Kiss. It's a very, very special stocking stuffer because I'm here with someone else and that someone else is none other than the one and only you. Oh, Christine. Yeah, you. It's me. It's Christine. It's me. Uh, I have, hey, everybody. <laughs> I have looped Christine into the stocking stuffer. She thought she could oh, get. A, she thought she could avoid it. She really thought. I think last year, I think you might have sat all of them out. Uh, this year, that was not going to happen. You were At one not point, getting away I with it. I watched something terrible. I don't know. Maybe it was the year before. The year before, we watched a good one because that was the Twelve Dates of Christmas. Maybe you did join me for one last year. I now I can't remember. I can and I'm. Say. You yeah. know, they all blend together. Yeah. They, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> you have no idea how many times I have um, started one of these movies and then realized, oh, no, 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 I already covered this one. Like, it takes like 10 minutes to, to figure out if you have or not, because they really are the same movie over and over again, for the most part, with, with some rare exceptions, of course. Um, but let's talk about what movie we're covering. Now, I had told you... Um, Hey, here's a bunch of movies on Netflix. I want to cover one. You pick which one. And which movie did you pick and why? I picked, is it A Christmas Kiss or it's, The Christmas no, 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 Kiss? No, 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 no. It is definitely A Christmas Kiss. And okay. I love that you brought that up because <laughs> I've had so many this year where it really has been interesting to see whether they used A or The like, it's strange. Yeah, there was a Christmas prince, not the Christmas prince, but then there was the Christmas train. And you know what? It made sense. Because, like, a Christmas prince, he's like a prince, and there's like a thousand of these random fake European countries in these movies. So it makes sense that he would just be one of them. Yeah. Whereas Christmas Train, if you watch the movie, the Hallmark Hall of Fame movie, The Christmas Train, it's treated as if this is the holy Christmas train and there's only one. So. A Christmas kiss makes sense because, you know, I you can have lots of different. You can. Christmas there is a sequel to this movie, by the way. I don't know if you knew oh, that. No way. A Christmas kiss part two, uh, and, and the plot of it. Stop me if you've heard this one. At a Christmas time event, Jenna shares an impromptu, unforgettable, unforgettable kiss with a dashing billionaire. 
what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there is also a movie called Merry Kissmas. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, I that is that. not the same. That's not related to a Christmas kiss. It's not like a prequel or anything. But so what? Oh, made good because you... I almost watched it. I don't what know. made you pick Christmas Kiss? Um. Well, I think I think we all know that there's something a little bit formulaic to these, and yeah. that they all kind of look like the same movie if you just glance at the covers or read the synopsis. Typically, it's a heterosexual white couple in dressed in red and green wearing scarves. Yeah. So I was just clicking through the different links that you sent me, and. I recognized a name on this one. I actually yeah. think this was the last link you sent me. And I it was like you set you threw you threw a life preserver into the ocean <laughs> at me. And I saw Elizabeth Elizabeth Rom's name and I was like, I know who that is. I picked this one. All right. <laughs> at the very least I'll know somebody that's in it. Yes. Um that is the she's not the only person I recognize, but we'll we'll get to the other person I recognized a little later. Um yeah. Like I was, I was floored when I saw who the dude was in this. Oh, you know the dude? The dude's from Final Destination. <gasps> oh yeah. Wait, who is? I he was in... so excited. He's one of the kids. He's one of the twin. Like he's one of the brothers, or he's like an actual guy that gets Final Destinationed. He, I think he gets Final Destinationed. No, no, no. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's the brother in the beginning so. who dies in the plane crash. I think. Right. I think so. Yeah. He's the other twin. Yeah. I'm. I'm, I think you're right. Okay. But I recognized him, and then Zach showed me his Final Destination picture. Ah, and I was like, that's oh my it. god, that's yeah. why I recognized him. See, the him. reason I recognized him, and the actor's name I think is Brandon, Brandon Farr, or Fair, I recognized him because he just showed up in a Christmas movie I watched prior to this one. Oh, so he's got a niche now. Yes, he, he is now the token, um, you know, bland love interest. Uh, in the movie, I think it was wrapped up in Christmas. He plays the oh, glad gosh. love interest. And um, that movie was from this year. That was a 2017 movie. This is 2011. And I got to say, in those six years, in this movie, he's, he's like perfect. Like, I guess he's, he's handsome. He's fine. He's like clean you looking. Know, they're not doing him any favors. No, by no means. The lighting is really bad and his oh, hair is awful. Yeah. But he's, if, Aside from, like, certain angles and stuff, like, he looks like, okay, yeah, I would call him a handsome man. Yeah, he's fine. I believe the description I used for him in Wrapped Up in Christmas was that he looked like if um, Chris Evans had a twin brother who only ate cigarettes. That's what he looked like. (laughs) Yeah, he, like, again, he's not, like, a really bad-looking dude, but he looks like Chris Evans on a diet of cigarettes, like, and eating them, not smoking them. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm glad you like, clarified so that. I guess he's just, I, I don't know if he's just not aging well, or if maybe all the lighting of these movies has really started to hurt his skin. I'm not sure. I uh, feel very judgy saying this, but it's really true. Anybody, watch this movie and then watch, watch wrap up in, Wrapped Up in Christmas and tell me that's more than six years that's passed since those two movies for this man. It's sad. I'm, I'm sorry that it's gone that way for him, because without that haircut, I really didn't think he was very bad looking at all all right well why don't you tell everybody oh the plot of a christmas guest i should say this is directed by john stimpson who's directed a lot of lifetime movies including deadly obsession and sexting in suburbia also a lot of other christmas movies yeah the person who wrote also seems to only write christmas movies yeah they they tend to uh, really lock them down 
uh, Joni Kane also. It's a lady. I want, a lady. I want her life. Uh, I want to just write these Christmas movies. She also wrote uh, Christmas Kiss 2. Oh, Christmas Bell. That one's on Netflix. And Matchmaker Santa, which I covered last year. That's the one with um, Lacey Chabert as a baker and Lynn Shay and Florence Henderson as her maybe lesbian aunts. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. All right. The so. infamous. <laughs> but tell everybody, they're dying to know, what is a Christmas kiss about, Christine? Well, ironically, it's about a Christmas kiss. What? Between who? Who are these people um, that have a kiss? Look, I'm going to get really reductive here. So <laughs> basically, there's this, there's this, there's this woman who is like, I don't know, struggling to find the fun again. And her friends talk her into going out for a night on the town, but, but they glam her up so much you can't tell who she is they don't really do they that don't. you can totally tell who she they is they just basically her. put all the glitter all the glitter on her they cover her eyebrows in glitter and then draw on a new eyebrow over it crooked might i add and then for some reason she she ends up in a in an elevator which is neither here nor there and for some reason the elevator gets stuck or something and she thinks she's gonna die and and she falls into the arms of the man next to her, and they share a passionate kiss. Now, in an in a awful, cruel twist of fate, she finds out that this stranger that she kissed in the elevator is actually her boss's boyfriend. <gasps> and her boss is Elizabeth. Um, her, and Elizabeth Rom's really great and really, really mean. The and best like, just fucking thing about this movie is Elizabeth so Rom. Casual, casually mean. Like, like, I'm just mean. And it's like she's... Elizabeth Rome is a beautiful bitch in this movie. Yes. Yeah. She she's really um like I said effortless in what yeah. she, she does. It it really doesn't even seem like she's a cruel mean-spirited person. Uh, and I like it. I think that, that that casualness about it makes you go like, "Oh, this isn't an, a bad person. This is just how she really is." <laughs> She was just born and raised to be an icy, terrible human being. I mean, it's just who she is. What can you do? And I love it. Yeah. So the usual thing that you would think would happen happens. So her and this guy aren't really well suited. The movie goes out of its way to make us aware of that. Not only is she not the nicest lady, she, her and this dude have nothing in common. Nope. He's also crazy rich. Um, and like runs some kind of charity or does some work with the arts or whatever um he's very busy and he wears a lot of scarves yes um also everybody in this movie is drinking coffee all the time all the time and nobody Um, in these movies knows how to fake drink coffee everybody is constantly like holding a cup that is so clearly empty and drink and like fake drinking from it or holding a mug and like moving it around like it's a baton and you're a conductor like nobody understands that coffee is supposed to be hot and you are supposed to drink it carefully nobody in this movie does and they are always doing it it's beautiful this movie is so cheap i loved it they're drinking they're drinking coffee at like 11 o'clock at night on the reg it's really strange but that's how go 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 their lifestyle is yeah interior design man (laughs) is a like really really tough mm-hmm. uh career. Mm-hmm. Like, like i guess what elizabeth rome is doing is she is channeling like meryl streep and devil wears prada only for interior design 
I guess so. Yeah. So, I mean, and the movie yes. treats interior design and- as if it's like marketing where like these movies always villainize marketing if you work in marketing you're evil and so in this case it's like wendy was a set designer but she left the world of the honest world of stage design you know to go into the heartless field of interior design where it's all about the money and evil people thrive and her heart's not where it should be like i feel like if i was an interior designer i'd be offended by this movie yeah like i I don't know. Also, I had a lot of problems with... Okay, so we're jumping ahead. We are. In case you never want to watch this movie, which I don't blame you if you don't. So, um, basically... They Elizabeth Rom is this, you know, interior designer and she has a Wendy working for her as her assistant. Wendy's the glitter girl. Um, <laughs> they they they're going to do the decorations for this rich boyfriend's like rich guy house for like some cocktail party for the donors or yes, whatever. Yes. It's so yeah. convoluted. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah, convoluted. he's so he's just like wealthy, like it's just he's uh, you know, the an, a male heir, which I know is just an heir and not an heiress, but I feel like people always say heiress and it doesn't feel right to say heir. But so he's an heir, right? He just has inherited all this money and runs the foundation for the arts. And he's going to have a reception in his house. And so he needs it to be designed. But like, I don't know, like, have you ever decorated the inside of a house? It doesn't take that long. Also. So just FYI, interior designers aren't necessarily holiday decorators. No. They're not necessarily the same thing. No. Yeah, this movie doesn't according to this movie, you're wrong. Maybe they could, but changeable? Not really. Yeah, no. Like they like her job is to put up Christmas trees, apparently. Mm-hmm. It's so bizarre and amazing. I, it's really strange. So they so Elizabeth Rom ends up getting hit in the face and she is just so vain that she <laughs> cannot see her serious boyfriend with her face all messed up and her nose all swollen. Well, so she runs away. In fairness, there's reasons for that. It's because she thinks that he's going to propose and she knows that she's going to have pictures taken of her. And when the other girls assure her that it's not about what you look like, he loves you for who you are, Elizabeth Rome has the best line of the movie, which is, plain girls always say things like that. Yep. That's, that's, yes, she did say that. Yes, she did. So this is, this is how we get her out of the movie so that Wendy and Rich Guy can can like figure out that they're the ones who are really in love like they 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 are the ones who belong together because they both like shopping for christmas trees and watching christmas movies together and eating chinese takeout i mean in fairness that's the only thing i have in common with my husband you know i mean that's why we're together i'm I also would say that maybe he needs to branch out a little bit because <laughs> while he and Elizabeth Rom don't have anything in common, and I do agree with that, he and Wendy don't necessarily seem like they have much in common. Christine, either. they both like I mean, coffee they both from like the, the same theater. place. It's true. I, I don't know what else there I, is. I, and they both don't I like hate, figgy pudding. I hated the basket that she brought with the croissants and the coffee, the coffee in it. that made me want to burn down a building croissant. it was the, the stupidest basket i've ever seen she brought like like a little red riding hood style basket 
with two paper to go cups of coffee and like a croissant in it and a nutcracker ornament. What is she doing? <laughs> she is assisting that's an true. interior and a designer, <laughs> Christine. That's the manual. Like all interior designers started that way. Which she had to set the stage, I guess. Elizabeth Rome says croissant um, in the best way, and it's fantastic. Everything Elizabeth Rome does in this movie. And the whole thing is, like, I don't like Elizabeth Rome most of the time. Like, I think she's terrible on Angel. Um, oh, I love her all of the time. I like her character on Angel, but I hate the actress. I think, like, I feel like <laughs> I've read things where I don't like her in real life, and I never liked her on Law & Order. But this is the case. I said, like, when I watched... Um, like, whatever this year's Lacey Chabert movie was, I was, like, so bored with it because I realized, I'm like, God, when you you need some kind of wacky element in these movies, whether it's just some, some like, weird twist or whether it's, like, you throw in an actor to play the villain or you have, like, one good character actor in the movie, you can turn it. And this movie, which is terrible, but is so much more enjoyable because of Elizabeth Rom's performance. And I never thought I'd say that. She was entertaining when she was on screen. Yes, yes, yeah. And 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 I don't know if anybody else. I mean, her. So Glitter Girl has these friends <laughs> who are just bananas. At one point, <laughs> they have a pajama dance party. Yes, they do. Don't didn't you and do that with your eat? roommates? No, they're in there. They're also like in their twenties, right? Like because they're drinking. Yeah, I think they're all supposed to be like post college. I think it's supposed to be they're they're probably like. 23 24 they're fairly fresh out of college so they're still kind of poor students um but yet they live in this amazing loft apartment but there's three of them Mm -hmm. i like to think they all share the same bed and not in a sexy way like it's just like they all cuddle together like out of necessity to get to huddle for for warmth warmth. (laughs) (laughs) they eat ice cream out of empty containers (laughs) everything Um, is out of an empty container yeah, those those pi- ice cream pints were clearly empty. They were, did not even look cold. No, they were just empty room temperature paper <laughs> containers. Um, so it's a weird movie. Yeah, um, it's very formulaic, I guess. Um, but it does. So the girl, this girl, and this rich dude, they do like fall in love. But like Elizabeth Rom throws a wrench in things. And she goes and finds the engagement ring that she thought he was going to give her. Mm-hmm. And she just puts it on and is like, oh, yes, yes. And he doesn't even ask her. It's wonderful. And he also never says um, until it's until later, he never comments like, oh, I wasn't ready to ask you or anything like that. He's just like, oh, well, OK, yes, that's it. Yes, this is my life now. Because he yeah, is he, such a slug of a human he being. Never said, he never said no. He he did go along with it for a really long time. Yep, yep. Yeah, even after he's admitted to Charlie, the janitor slash, um, you know, uh, advice giver of this movie, that he was not going to propose, right? He, he had made that decision. And then when Elizabeth Rome essentially proposes mm-hmm. to herself, mm-hmm. he's like, okay, all right, let's let's ride this out. As you do, you know? I mean, that's how I got Brandon to marry me. He didn't yeah, propose. I found it, the ring and was like, all right, this is, uh, so you're marrying me. And he was like, I was actually going to return it to the jeweler in Milan, but I guess that's it now. You know, it's, this is how things work in the real world. Yeah, this is what we're doing. It's yeah, easier absolutely. this way. <sighs> Just give into it. Yeah. But- um. So, so Elizabeth Rom ends up getting hit 
in the face again. Yes. And that's how the movie ends. Oh, and also they... <laughs> no, it doesn't. They're, they're just, happily ever after. How dare you? No, I mean... Bypass they, the they best get stuck thing in about elevator. this movie. The elevator thing? No, 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 no. What comes after the elevator thing, Christine? Six months later? The okay, so Wait, yeah, isn't there, there like a flash forward or something? No, no, there is a newspaper article flashing Should I forward. Make that up? You read the newspaper article. <laughs> uh, oh, that must be what I'm thinking of then. Yes. So yeah, they of uh, shocking spoiler alert, um, Wendy and Rich Guy get together. Uh, after Wendy confronts him and is like, I can't believe you didn't even realize that was me this whole time. And he's like, yeah, I kind of should have. I'm a dope. Let's get married. Okay, because they do that. And then, and then, and then, guys, I, I know a lot of you maybe listen and aren't in the Facebook group, but please join our Facebook group just to see the freeze frame of the newspaper article that ends this movie. Because it, I, I'm watching it on my phone and I get to that article and I'm like, I'm kind of curious if they actually wrote anything for this because it ends with a picture of Wendy and rich guy and the announcement of, uh, that they're getting married. And then I realized, Oh my God, somebody did write this fake article and it is the greatest thing in the world. Do you want me to read it out loud? Pretty good. Please read it. Read it. Okay. So philanthropist, Adam Hughes and set designer, Wendy Walton announced wedding plans and random words are capitalized in that title that don't make any sense by Alfred Newman, no less. Boston. In a shocking turn of events, major Boston philanthropist Adam Hughes of the infamous Hughes Foundation and its misuse of its by using an apostrophe there, multi-million dollar empire has dumped Priscilla Hall, because that would be in the header of a newspaper article, his former fiance and offered his hand to relative mm-hmm. nobody Wendy Walton. Hughes, his parents are uh, W.D. and Kitty Hughes of the Commonwealth Boston Foundation, Recently deceased, so we get dead parents after the fact. We don't find out they're dead in the movie. Um, let's see. You, the, the article gets cut off a little bit, but it continues with um, Wendy being from the Berkshires. And according to the Charlie the Janitor, Walton is wicked good at what she does. She's the best damn designer I've ever seen. And here's my favorite part. Walton's parents are a bit of a mystery. Her mother is nowhere to be found and could be dead for all we know. Her father is is very prominent in her Christmas memories and seems to have watched a lot of Christmas movies with her in the past. He also took Wendy to see A Christmas Carol when she was a sophomore in high school. These are all the things that come out in the movie. You you know what's weird? I think whoever wrote that article watched this movie. (laughs) I love the idea that because I want to know I so want to know who who was charged with this task of oh hey we need that fake article for the end of the movie can somebody put that together because if you I don't think I uploaded the photo but there's a photo like if you take it from the wider to see the other articles in that you can see on the screen there's one where you can clearly see it underlined in that like green jaggedy font that happens on Microsoft Word or an Apple when a phrase is like it's like a spell check thing but somebody mm-hmm. on the crew of this movie was tasked with, oh, hey, can you just, like, throw something together for that? And this is what they wrote. So, I, I like, it is my favorite thing in the world. I, I it, Yes, it is, without question, my favorite thing that has ever happened in the world. You can't wow. top it. You cannot top it. You, know, you, you know can't even weird? top it with Top That from Team Witch. I like this more. Well, yeah. that's shocking. Yeah. Um, 
what's weird is it's strange that they never once tell you what city this takes place in. Oh no, I think they say Boston, don't they? Uh, they say Boston four hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I, it, you were being sarcastic, was, and I'm so I, I'm so charmed by it. the like you know innocence of these movies that I wasn't in a place to understand sarcasm. That's what happened there. <laughs> um. <clears throat> they were so repetitive at the beginning of this yep. movie. They told us it was in Boston 15 times. And they also, like, there's whole spots of dialogue that the previous scene had just had. Did you oh, notice God, that? Yes. oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, and because every, like, conversation that Charlie the janitor has with Adam is, like, happens to hit on all of the points that are important in the movie at any given time. Um, the Bostonness is great too, because mm-hmm. did you know? I mean, I've been to Boston a few times. I did not realize that one could go to Boston in December in a short skirt without stockings and be perfectly fine outside. Yeah, I it 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 did not look cold at all. No, ever not Nothing once. They cold. didn't the ice put, cream like, wasn't cold. They 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 didn't put even like fake breath. Nope. Then nope. like no one even had fake frosty breath. Um, the ca- there's a carriage ride that looked uncomfortable and awkward and not enjoyable well, for apparently, anybody. So apparently this movie was primarily filmed in Virginia, not surprising, but the carriage ride was oh. filmed in Worcester is what I read online. Uh, oh, interesting. So right outside of Boston. Right outside of Boston in Worcester, Massachusetts is where they have this like lonely carriage ride where there's nobody else in the park. And it's the least enticing carriage ride you have ever seen in a movie. It really didn't. But that's when they fell in love. So, I mean, something must have been right. That's true. That is true. The magic of Worcester, Massachusetts. Easily. Easily that. Yeah. Believe I've experienced the magic of Worcester. Yeah. Yeah. It's, hey, it's enough to make you fall in love with a mere interior design assistant. 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 How could he even look twice at that assistant? I love when Elizabeth Rom shows up and um, Wendy and Adam have fallen asleep like on the couch together. And so she mm-hmm. walks in and like it's a little bit compromising. Like it looks like they were snuggling. And Wendy then says to Elizabeth Rom, she's like, nothing happened, I swear. And Elizabeth Rom is like, of course it didn't. You're my assistant. Like it never crosses her mind that yeah. he could possibly find this woman attractive because she's a male assistant. It. It's great. Uh, it's and, very funny. Yeah, and her other line about when um when Wendy like still has glitter on her and <laughs> Elizabeth Rom is like, Ugh, why is she always wearing glitter? She looks like a disco ball. <laughs> Said with such disdain. I love it. Thought, I thought was really funny. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really good. So they they have the movie night where they eat every five minutes, yep. which is fine. I mean I'm not judging. Yeah, I mean yeah. But so they fall asleep on each other and then elizabeth rom shows up as you said and makes some snarky comments kicks um glitter girl out and then rich dude leaves and she's like no 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 i'm gonna clean this up so she then calls wendy back and says hey come over here and clean this up wendy comes back starts cleaning it up elizabeth rom fires her and she continues to clean it up why didn't she just leave? Because, you know, Elizabeth Rom still had pull with the interior design community of Boston, Christine. If Wendy had decided to leave those Chinese Chinese takeout boxes there, she would never work in interior design again. Never. You make a valid point. Yeah. Hey, 
uh, Elizabeth Rom made the valid point. I'm only taking lessons from her, which I'm going to do in life now, apparently. That's true. That's the way to live. Ugh, Boy. Yeah. It's, it, this is one of the really, like... So, I mean, I think there's three categories of these Cozy Cardigan Christmas movies. There is the really rare breed of movie that is actually good, right? Which is, like, your 12 Dates of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, one comes along where you're like, everybody was charming and it wasn't, it was kind of sweet. Hey, that worked for me. I feel better watching this movie. There is the um, very cookie-cutter, uh, mix-and-match same movie you've seen a dozen times that is so bland that it's uninteresting. Uh, and then there mm-hmm. are the ones that are just bad. Sometimes they're really offensive like to women, or sometimes they're just bananas and weird and poorly put together. And so they end up being weirdly entertaining to watch. And for me, this falls into that category. Yeah, it was interesting enough to not be like a complete waste of time like it right. was bizarre enough to be entertaining i think in part because it's so cheap it feels yes. really cheap so let's run through um the 10 keys of if it's a car i mean it hits all of them well almost all of them it misses one but our lead in need of a lesson you know because wendy does need to learn to stand up for herself would you not agree i totally agree yeah and she does in the very end right which and it's pretty good actually yeah yeah so there hey there's something um our setting being you know this big bad city uh boston the where interior design is a ruthless you know uh sharp tooth profession apparently cutthroat game very cutthroat Mm -hmm. uh our bland love interest obviously it's the poor little rich boy case of it uh montage did you know i counted three montages Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, there's the... Wendy is doing, oh, like... It, there's a Christmas... There's a Christmas tree montage. There's... Oh, there's four. Right? Is oh, that, or is that... I think that one might be together. Maybe that was together. There's, like, de- Wendy decorating the tree to deck the halls. I think that was probably it. Yeah, yeah. She's decorating the whole thing. They're playing deck the halls. There's Wendy cleaning up while Elizabeth Rom goes to a spa. <laughs> And then there's, oh, uh, that was a good one. there's uh, the what my favorite the watching Christmas movies and eating every possible food uh, while the cl- while and in order to show the passage of time they just keep cutting to the clock moving its hand right mm-hmm. so it's like ten o'clock then like cut to them eating Chinese food it's eleven o'clock cut to them eating popcorn it's twelve o'clock cut to them drinking milkshakes and this goes on like for five minutes it's great yeah yep uh, dead parents. What I love about this one is that, like, we don't really get dead parents. We get a dead grandma. <laughs> we do. We definitely get dead grandma. And if you count the newspaper clipping, we get dead parents. And we get, like, a bunch of dead parents. Wendy never says her dad is dead, but she kind of talks about him as if he's dead, right? Mm-hmm. And then the newspaper article says he is. But I love, like, the way um, – and, like, I don't mean to, like, judge anybody who has a closer relationship with their grandparents than they did their parents – but the way Adam talks about his grandmother versus the way he talks about his parents is very, like, there was some, something strange going on in that family. Uh, Definitely. Like, his parents wouldn't let him do anything. Right, right. But his grandmother, who he mourns to this day, was the real hero of the family. The sassy mm-hmm. sidekicks. Oh, God, they're so sassy. 
They really are. They give her a makeover. My favorite other moment of this movie. Um, it's when, like, they're, I, I think it's when the roommates first meet Adam and they're talking about, like, the cake and how good it is or, like, the pastry. And the, the like, white roommate says, like, oh, I, I made it. Because she talks as if she's on Quaaludes the entire time. Like, yep. the other girl, I think it's Tressa, like, she was a little more natural. Like, I could have watched a movie where she was the lead, I think. But the mm-hmm. the other one is so spacey. And there's that great moment where um, she says something about, like, I I made that pastry this morning. And, and, somebody, and I think Adam's like, I hope you didn't lick the spoon. And she's like, that's my, I love licking the spoon. And then the other friend is like, yeah, that's, she has it on in her Facebook profile. And she's like, that's why I get weird messages. <laughs> did you, did that part fly over your head? It's the weirdest little, like, I guess it was supposed to be this, like, quirky, oh my god, that's weird. But it's so awkward, and I think, I don't know if it was written awkwardly, and the actors were like, hey, can we maybe, like, change the way they say this? And they were like, no, 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 just read what's in the script. And they're like, but it doesn't make any sense. No, rolling, rolling, go. We only have a $20 for the scene, go. It's just really weird, and I found it fascinating. It, it is really yeah. weird. Um, I This is a thing that I will say that I liked now that we're talking about the friends. And this might sound like a really backhanded thing, but I don't mean it that way. I really liked how they looked normal in clothes. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Like, at one point, I think it's Wendy's first dress, when they get her dressed up like a glitter swan to go out on the town, she's wearing a dress, and I thought, like, that's what a normal person would look like wearing that dress. Yep. Like, that looks like a dress somebody picked up, put on, and wore out. We're not used to seeing that in movies. We're used to seeing something, like, like, made for that person or super tailored and, like, on, like, a crazy-looking broad who, like, does not represent anybody you run across in a normal day. And I really liked how, like, they looked like they look how like, yeah, some like, 20-year-olds would look in dresses. I would agree with that. It's also... And a, I enjoyed that. Yeah, a lot of the Hallmark movies, I think, are probably very heavily sponsored by, like, Kohl's and Macy's. And I can't remember, I think it was last year... Uh, when uh, one of the movies was airing and like Candace Cameron was doing a sort of during commercial breaks, a here are great ideas for gifts from Macy's. So it was clear that the movie was so sponsored that everybody dressed probably in the same brand. And even Mm -hmm. the Hallmark movie I I watched the other day, the Christmas train, I noticed like, it's weird that all these characters in the movie, all the female characters have the same style. There is a party and they're all wearing a very simple, like red or green, very like classy dress with a statement necklace. Mm -hmm. Now granted many women dress, dress like that, but not every woman in one small area who come from different places are going to be doing that. Unless the costume designer is like, Oh, okay. I have to use all these dresses. So that's what we're wearing. And yeah, so there is a certain amount of personality and believability to these girls being, you know, mid twenties theater uh, professionals, essentially. And yeah, when the one girl's working at the the coffee shop, like she, you know, like she, it's not the most flattering look because everybody wouldn't have to be beautiful all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, hey, in a movie like this, you take your backhanded compliments where you can get them. Look, I'll take whatever redeeming shit I can get <laughs> exactly. in this movie. Uh, slapstick, we obviously get some, do we not? Oh, yeah, she gets 
smashed in the face twice. Yeah, two times. And, like, the second time the janitor is involved and him and <laughs> the friend are, like, so cackling backstage. <laughs> it's like, dude, mm-hmm. you just dropped a wooden statue on a woman. I don't think it's cool to laugh at that. Okay. There's also uh, when Wendy first shows up at Adam's house and she has to measure stuff and she keeps knocking stuff over because yeah. apparently, despite being an, a good interior designer, a wicked talented interior designer, in the words of Charlie the janitor, she's never measured anything before. Doesn't know how to use a measuring tape. Nope, she does not. Yeah. Uh, would you say, Christine, that we have a sage old person in this movie? Yeah, the janitor. Of course we do. Oh, also his grandmother from Beyond the Grave. Yes, that's true. She was sage and left him a Christmas carol. And as a result, uh, him and Wendy can be together. But mm-hmm. Charlie, that janitor man. <laughs> you know, when he showed up in the first scene, I think he has the first line of the movie. And yeah, I said to myself, I, I said, I wonder if this guy's going to be important in this movie. In, deep in my heart, I thought, I wonder if he's going to actually be Santa Claus. Sadly, <laughs> sadly he's not. But he's he's important not just to Wendy, but to Adam, because he keeps showing up whenever Adam needs advice from a man who lived and loved and can tell it and share it. Uh, but we did not have Santa Claus that I noticed. No, there was no Santa yeah, Claus. So that's disappointing. Um, but in terms of the bonuses, we get public domain holiday, holiday songs aplenty. Oh, boy. And they're bad. They're so bad. The carolers lip syncing. Can you call it lip syncing if your lips don't sync up to the music? Is it technically lip syncing at that point? There should be another um, word for it. It That was painful to watch. Mouth flapping? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, they were in a different movie. I Possibly. I think. And the fact that... A different song playing. (laughs) Yes, it was. It was like Jingle Bells and they're singing along to Silent Night. The, uh, a big centerpiece Mm -hmm. of this movie is the Nutcracker, which means that they have an excuse to constantly play music from the Nutcracker. So good on this movie for working that in, in a sense, you know. Uh, I didn't catch product placement, did you? Um, Polar Cell... Seltzer and cola. You're right. Yes. You're right. You're. I even. I did. I remembered that, and then I forgot it. Yeah. Everybody is constantly drinking polar seltzer, which is is a regional thing. And I and I'm guessing mm-hmm. that was where most of the budget went was for somebody to drive to Boston, get a case of polar seltzer, bring it back to Virginia where they filmed the movie, so that they could have this like taste of Boston in their in their movie set in Boston. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yeah. I would also say this movie makes a really strong case for theater being more important than interior design. So, you know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, There were no children in this movie, were there? I don't think so. Like, none with speaking parts. I think we glance over at some of them. And they keep talking about children of the future, but we don't actually see them. So that was good. Um, We We don't see those future children. We do not. No, no. Uh, No ice skating, I don't think. Um, but there's a carriage ride. I don't think so. Yeah. Same vein. Yeah. You can't have that many winter activities when you're filming your movie in Richmond, Virginia in, you know, probably July. So Mm -hmm. you take what you can get. So again, no Canadianisms because it was clearly filmed in Virginia. Uh, and I don't think characters had Christmas names, right? No. Not that I know of. No, no, I don't remember anybody. Wendy. That's a shame. Uh, but do you recommend A Christmas Kiss? Oh, if you feel like you have to watch one of these movies, then I guess so. I I would agree with that because I think of of the ones so far, 
this is the one that is really earnest and really cheap at the same time. So it makes it great. And it mm-hmm. has that added element of Elizabeth Rom playing a super cunt. And so it gives it a certain amount of, of personality that you don't get sometimes in Hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know who this was yeah. made for. I It wasn't Hallmark. It might have been... Uh, I don't think it's Lifetime. I don't know how I can tell that. It doesn't seem to be... Um... Do, 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 do. 2000. I'm just trying to see if like it shows up as you know who it aired for and I'm not quite sure but it, it's not a Hallmark movie it would have a little more money behind it if it was it's really strange too because it's very um, saccharine and sweet and like like childlike but like what kid is like what young person is watching yeah. this and relating to it because they aren't teenagers, the, nope. the, is as as like innocent and fun as the as the women are, like the friends, they're, they 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 go out drinking, like they're they're adults, absolutely, yeah. And there there are no kids. It's not like a, about a family with kids, like about when we watch all the movies with dogs. So right, like, right. who is the target audience here? You know, it's it's a fascinating question because it seems like. Like Hallmark, especially where they have such a have it down to such a science that they do position some of their films differently. The Hallmark mm-hmm. Hall of Fame movies are specifically made with older actors, I think, for an older audience. Right. So last year they made one with Kristen Davis, Eric McCormack, and Shirley MacLaine. This year they made one with Dermot Mulroney, Danny Glover, and Joan Cusack. And then the rest of their movies tend to range from like. Lacey Chabert and 90210 actors where it's very young to sort of like a li- aging up a little bit with like Lori Loughlin who's a little older but mm-hmm, they're all mm-hmm. still geared specifically to I, I mean to women but I don't know who these women are and you're right yeah. with this one who is the woman <laughs> that that this particular movie was made for I have no I guess like a uh, uh, like older millennial generation Xer who liked Devil Wears Prada? I Maybe, but, like, it's not... <clears throat> I don't know if it's, like, like, hip. Not necessarily... Hip's not the word I'm looking for. But, like, and, and neither is edgy. But there's not enough bite to it. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I don't think. Like, it's not sexy, and it's not, like... It's not like really fantastical or romantic. It's just kind of exists. It's just exactly in it's Worcester, just, Massachusetts, no less. It's just there <laughs> on Netflix for anybody to enjoy at any moment in time. Oh, I I have to watch this. I'm not going to watch it this year. I think next year I'm going to make sure I watch Christmas Kiss too. Oh, well, I don't know how you're going to be able to wait. Honestly, it's going to be tough. Do you want to come back for a Christmas Kiss too? Oh God, no! <laughs> do you want to come back for Merry Christmas? Do you want that? Do you want to stake that one out now for 2018? Yes, Merry okay. Christmas. All right, gotta write that down. Let's, I'll put it in my diary. <laughs> Oi! And then, and then in seven months, I'll be like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> I'm just gonna randomly text you in the middle of the night. Merry Christmas is coming. Yeah, I'll be like, "Oh no!" She's, <laughs> Ten days she till Merry Christmas. Me? This is how it's like the ring. <laughs> Seven days. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Just keep saying that over and over again. It doesn't sound any less dumb the more you say it. Oy. It sounds threatening. It does. Yeah. 
There's no way to make that uh, innocent, I don't think. Yeah. Do you have any more to say to the fine people at home about 2011's A Christmas Kiss, Kistine? I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, it wasn't good, but also it, it, it went was, by fast. But it was? Just admit it? So if it kind of was? If you, have, if you have to watch this for some reason, <laughs> if Emily makes you watch one thing. If Emily holds a gun to your head and says, here's five Christmas movies on Netflix, pick one. And then you'll have a Merry Christmas. This is probably the one to pick. Maybe. Honestly, I think I got off easy then if this is the one I picked and this is how it played out. I don't know because I looked at the other ones that I, I had kind of pulled out from Netflix that I might cover. One of them is apparently about a woman that falls in love with a ghost. So, Oh my god, how did oh, I not know? Pick that because one? it was called The Christmas Spirit and I think both of us just thought like, oh, Christmas Spirit, meaning like loving Christmas. No, apparently it's about a woman that falls I in love with a Christmas ghost. Spirit. Yeah, yeah. They need yeah. to be more clear. They do. They should have should have been the Christmas spirit, parentheses ghost. Like I mean guys, I mean ghost. This is not a drill. This Watch is, this come movie. On. It's a very come long on. title. Oi, oi. Yeah. Um it's there. It was made for Ion, the Ion Network. So that, oh, that answers I mean, that question. And yeah, that, the, answers, <laughs> that really answers my question. It answers a lot and explains a lot, because their movies are not made with money. <sighs> Oh boy, yeah. Uh, I'm. Thank you so much for giving me your time on this one, Christine. You know what? Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So everybody, the next time you don that glitter and lick a spoon and eat fake ice cream out of a fake cardboard container, um, just remember that the next time you're in an elevator. That handsome stranger who eats cigarettes might just be the one for you. You never know. Keep your heart open. That's all I'm saying. Mer- Merry Christmas, Christine. Merry Christmas to you, to all of us, each and every one. God, well, it, you know. God Christmas, everyone. God Christmas, everyone. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll end it right there. <laughs>